I'm like 100% bad audio. I show up with a t-shirt no one can see and my mm-hmm. uh, my Wookiee water glass. Yeah, looks a little itchy-ish. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Chewbacca, but Chewbacca uh, prequels. So. Okay, oh, younger Chewbacca. Yeah, younger Chewbacca. Yeah, The Adventures of Young Chewbacca, rumored <laughs> to be <laughs> the next Disney Plus spinoff. <laughs> I would love a young Chewbacca series. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, depending on how young we're looking, like he's got to be going on adventures. Like, I don't want Chewbacca in high school being awkward. And they're like, you'll, you'll never know, do you anything, Chewie. You'll never do it. You don't even know how, uh, you don't know how to apply the spanner to the appropriate location on any <laughs> starship. And he's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Andy Ray, start another episode then? You get your green tea? Of course. I got my green tea, man. You got your green headphones? Yeah. (laughs) My green headphones, my green tea. I guess I could say this is bone broth, perhaps. Sure. Uh, All right, guys. Bone broth. We could live on Earth, Andy. That could be green tea. Yeah, it can be green tea. It's it's totally fine. (laughs) Perfect. Guys, this is the way. Or is this the way? That is the name of the show. I said it the wrong way. But you know what it is. It's on the logo there. Is this the way? A Mandalorian podcast. We're talking about season two, episode six, chapter 14, uh, The Tragedy. And uh, we start off, oh, episode directed by Robert Rodriguez. Did you know that he directed an episode? So I this, this was something that people were kicking around in rumors. And, you know, we, we talk a little bit about, you know, like how much stock mm-hmm. we put in rumors. But I, I had heard that he was he was going to get one of the one of the episodes. Um, and so I thought know, I saw we, this listed as Favreau, so I didn't expect any of that. Uh, yeah, but for, uh, Favreau um, writing credits again, like you said, tour de yeah, force, right? Of course. Absolutely. But I was shocked at the end when they revealed that. But yes, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, we start off with our hero, Mando, still playing with Grogu. He's like tickled by the fact that Grogu answers to his name. We immediately get a dank ferric uh, in there. Which yeah. we've covered in previous episodes is a Star Wars swear word that was invented for Mandalorian, the show, and it's shown up a lot now. Super cool, super fun. Uh, not much in the Easter egg department there, you know, like a little bit just exposition. We end up going to Tython, which is a, before today only appeared in video games, and yeah. a couple um, references uh, com- on comics. books. Yeah, yeah, like the visuals of it. Um, so there, I know there was references of it, but visuals of it, I wasn't so sure of. I think what the, at least what I remember from appearing in comics is, um, is from the atmosphere outside the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So, so we, you know, we, we don't really quite know. And then there, there was some coverage of what in one of the comics, I can't think of which one it is about what the temple looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know a little oh, bit of that, that the open air Stonehenge kind of yeah. vibe. For some reason, the with. temple looked exactly like I thought it was going to. And there's no reason for that. <laughs> I had no mental reference. I was like, it's just gonna be a couple stones in the air, right, on top of the hill. All yeah. right, they found the seeing stone, round stone with some Jedi writing that is broken down to the point that it can't be read. Boo! Yeah. They put uh, Grogu on it, and as he starts. I mean, it's a little frustrating that he doesn't immediately start. Have a little bit of patience, you know? But, like, as he does start to, like, send a message out to the Jedis, we see a very familiar ship. Yes, we do. We see see Slave One. If you're unfamiliar with Slave One, it first appeared in Empire Strikes Back. 
Yes. It, um, it and it has appeared every time Boba Fett has shown up. Yep. It is Boba Fett's ship. It is there for every time he's around. If so, like if you don't know what it is, there it is. A lot of toys for it are out already. It's also a very popular ship, just like Boba Fett. And uh, when it just first showed up, I was, I feel like I'm looking at these things like a detective. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, just because a ship's here doesn't mean he's here. That just means that a ship like his ship. Although it looks like a ship. And then the Django Fett actor walked out. The guy who played Django yep. and played Boba. And he also did the voiceovers for Boba Fett. He read them in 2004. Yeah. So he's in the now edits on Disney Plus of Boba Fett speaking in Jedi and Empire. Tomorrow and Morrison. Like, mm-hmm. uh, holding what he was holding in his last appearance because he appeared in two episodes already of Mandalorian. Uh, season one, episode five. At the end, he's the, I believe that they've now confirmed he's the guy who walked <laughs> oh, up yeah. to Fennec after she was shot. Where we only saw the his legs. And then season two, episode one, the episode I complained about, he showed up at the very last shot and you called it, my friend. And you said that's Boba Fett. And I was did not give you the credit and I'm giving you the credit now. I'm happy to get it. If you go back and listen to our episode of season <laughs> uh, two, episode one, Andy says, oh, and then Boba Fett shows up. And I was like, no, not that's too big. But surely it was him. He shows up, starts giving the rundown. Brings up Cobb Vanth. Yep. Uh, who was the guy that had got the armor from the Jawas the whole episode one of the season. And then says a very familiar quote. Yes, he does. I'm just, a, or I'm a simple man just trying to make my way in the galaxy, I believe. Which prequel movie was that in? Uh, that's in, uh, that's in episode two. And mm-hmm. it's something that Django says in front of Boba to Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi um, when, when Obi-Wan wants to speak with him at the Camino facility. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the second half of the quote, like my father before me. Yeah. Like my, which father is Luke Skywalker. Me. Yep. A little, little uh, remix there. Nice. Uh, and and to, while we're, well, you know, so while we're looking at sort of the Boba Fett uh, um, appearance, I, I f- you know, we, we knew he was in kind of a dark sort of, uh, you know, uh, Holocaust cloak, like Princess Bride kind of like deal, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he had like, and, and so um, one of these things that, that comes up every so often, you'll, you'll notice is uh, Jedi's, Jedi's tend to wear like kind of organic material. Mm-hmm. And and so when he walks up, you know, Din doesn't know who he is, and and so Din's sort of response is like, "Well, you know, are you a Jedi, right?" And yeah. I thought that was a, a masterful little piece there because one, he's not, you know, Din doesn't r- recognize the ship, but we sure do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two, we get, you know, he's like, "Well, maybe this is maybe this is the Jedi that we're looking for." Uh, and we get a bit of a, you know, sort of an exchange around that. And so I really, I really liked that. And then we, you know, also the confirmation, like this is kind of obvious since yeah. he showed up on Tython, but he's, he's acknowledging, like, I've been tracking you. Right. Um, which I think yeah, is for sure. somewhat interesting. Which we may find the way out they even more... laid out every line was great yep. because like, it was just like, Oh, like he showed up here on purpose. Oh, we do recognize him in this episode. Oh, that was my father's armor. And so then you're like, Oh, you know, like yeah. you know, like you start to like put all the pieces. Every line had a piece to put together perfectly for my little like nerd brain. 
Yeah. And then, you know, we get the confirmation that Fennec Shand is the sharpshooter that's got, uh, you know, that's basically got eyes on Grogu up on the seeing stone. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, you know, we get a, a bit of the, you can, you can kind of feel a bit of the aggression from Din where he's like, you know, you'll both be dead, you know, before, before that mobile flash is, is gone. Like, mm -hmm. and, and so we, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of the whistling birds, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, his, his van bracer um, uh, weapon. And so, you know, you have a little bit of this um, showdown and in the middle of, of that, where, you know, like we're kind of in this, uh, you know, we get, I guess a, a very strange cyberpunk, like we've seen lots of hands replaced uh, in the Star Wars universe. We have not seen someone with uh, cyber. A midriff abs. replaced. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, I thought that was an interesting uh, sort of a, a aside, and uh, I did and then, too because it was like the mechanics were very more pistony than they were like intestines, like what she lost. Yeah, but you're also just like, eh, this is a sci-fi like, show. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like you got me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I build my robot, but whatever. Your robot, your sure. fennec, not mine. So uh, then, in the distance, uh, some sort of imperial stormtrooper transport showed up uh the same kind that was seen in a force awakens yes so it is interesting that like so far in this episode i want to say they covered the gauntlet of hitting all the different trilogies yeah and now, now okay so just as a quick aside we'll we'll pause here for a moment just so did when you saw that did you immediately say stormtrooper i did not okay. my i verbally said is i said now is this the jedi we're looking for yeah and then it opened up in stormtroopers, and I went, okay. So the the empire followed them here too. Because one of my friends kind of politely chided me for not recognizing that that was the like if it's not the Force Awakens troop transport in like the first ten minutes, it's like the predecessor of it or something, right? Like they mm -hmm. remarkably similar shapes and everything. Oh yeah, and, they definitely and, plucked it from it. And for me, when when that when when that front. Um, when that front opens, we get that kind of puff of smoke. I'm like imagining we're going to get a Jedi, you know, mm -hmm. partly, partly because of, of Boba Fett's appearance. And then when we get mm -hmm. a little mini squadron of, of bucket heads come out uh, and then I'm like, Oh, how did I not, you know, how did I not see this uh, yeah, immediately? Exactly. Like Gideon's caught up to them. Uh, pretty much the same thought process. It was like, I was okay. just hoping for a Jedi, like, oh, 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 are we gonna see a lightsaber that gives yeah. us a hint? Like, if it's a purple lightsaber, that's a great introduction for Mace. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, no, stormtroopers, a lot of stormtroopers. And they came out like a clown car. You're like, how do you fit this many stormtroopers? And there was an E blaster <laughs> that we first saw in Empire Strikes Back to pull out with. Yeah, well, and we saw that in uh, in chapter two eight in the Navarro yeah. um, mm -hmm. in the Navarro town square issue as well. And so, you know, it was, it was definitely one of these things where you're like, okay, you, you better, you better make your move while they're setting it up. And yeah. so, you know, we get a bit of that, uh, that tension around that. And how did, how did you feel about the Indiana Jones uh, stone taking out the, the e-web? <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I, I love seeing these. The first, I mean, we've never seen the stormtrooper uniform break like that no the way no. he's hitting with the staff and now it's just like it seems much more like they're just wearing pvc like they actually are uh yeah. and then to see a stoner and over i'm just like oh yeah please any bits of armor you want to throw around is if you're like playing mortal Kombat with the sensor on i'm in for yeah i didn't yeah, completely recognize that it was necessarily a reference to that 
but I mean, it was awesome. It was yeah, completely I don't awesome. It, I don't know if it was, but I mean, the thing for me that yeah. immediately when that mortar hits and it, it sort of it destabilizes that stone, I'm, I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. Right. Oh, for so. sure. For and, then sure as absolutely. You, and then as you said, like Boba clearly knows how to handle a gaffy stick, right? Like that mm-hmm. whole sequence was really awesome. Uh, yeah. To, it really made you look like a badass to be like, yeah. oh, I just have a bow staff, but you guys all have guns. And yeah. that doesn't matter. That's not going to add up. And then uh, that's when we see him look over at the Razor Crest and all of a sudden he's gone. And then Boba effing Fett shows up. Yes. And that's, uh, I mean, I fanboyed out a lot when that happened. I was like, this is so cool. We have an older Boba Fett giving us more action than we've honestly ever seen him have. Yes. We've only seen in the comics, really, him be this much of a badass. Yeah, I mean, and, and before it was just like sort of his reputation sort of it always preceded him, mm-hmm. right? We, we, knew, we knew he was not somebody to be trifled with. Um, and, and to be honest, all we really have seen from the Fett family as far as action was, was Django in the prequels. Mm-hmm. And so, exactly. Um, so that, you know, to me was a huge sort of, of piece. And, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw this out as a, an aside, but this is, to me, was almost like a, um, we talk about the the episode one to episode six being like the redemption of Anakin Skywalker to me mm-hmm. this episode ended up being the redemption of Boba Fett because yeah, for sure. the, way, the way that he went out was you know not fitting of the the legacy and reputation that he had so to see him lay mm-hmm. out everybody with with his his gaffy stick to be start- fair they had no idea that the legacy of him would carry on they killed oh, him off yeah. like he was a side character because he was and he was. everyone mm-hmm. loved him so much so that for 40 years after giving him such a weird, stupid little death, uh, fans kept him alive so much that now we have this episode, which this is incredible. Was like, this was like the like the most epic of things. Like it's like it was beyond sort of Chewbacca getting his medal uh, all yeah. those years, all those years <laughs> after from from Mike Myers, right? But to yeah. to see Boba Fett really in action. Um, and then, you know, and then the, the, uh, I teased, you know, I teased you in text message, like who, who wore it better, right? Cobb Vanth or, yeah. or Boba Fett. So, you know, clearly, uh, clearly there's some dad bod Boba going on, yeah. uh, and, and to see him still kind of lay waste and be Which at first I was like, it's been 20 years. And then I was like, wait, totally. it's only been five years since he crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. Yes. So you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of dad bod to get in five years, <laughs> but <laughs> But it's been a tough five years for him, you know, like he's running oh, around yeah. without his armor. But I still totally cool looking. And people were like making jokes with the dad bod, but it wasn't it wasn't out. It wasn't so bad that you're like, this could never happen. Yeah. In my mind, it's like, can he have like that distilled pro wrestler body? Well, and the interesting thing, right, is is there there's a bit of a connection to to how Rex appears in in Rebels. So Rex mm-hmm. appears, but Rex is rapidly aging, right? That's the difference mm-hmm. between Boba Fett or the Django deal that he had with the Kaminoans was um, that his son would not have the altered aging. So he wouldn't age mm-hmm. as fast um, as like Rex and the rest of the clones. But Rex is really like filling up his armor in Rebels. And nice. they, they, in essence, try to, uh, to steal... Um, they incapacitate some some stormtroopers and they try to steal the armor to get in and like Rex can't fit in it right like mm. he's, he's a big <laughs> muscly guy right and so um, so for for if folks remember that from from Rebels like that was a, a to me a wonderful little nod for Boba Fett sort of laying waste to a bunch mm-hmm. of a, a 
a bunch of stormtroopers. Nice. So. Uh, then he appears with Needart. Yes. Who which knew? has only shown up in Star Wars visual guides. Oh, really? Okay. I, yeah. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. For the last 20, 30 years, it's mentioned that he has knee darts. We've never seen these knee darts. And it's what every time they release like those things where like you see the full costume and they point at everything and what it's called. They always list them with knee darts. We've never seen them used. They finally used them. Yeah. It's another favorite. Perfect. Nod, right? Deep cuts. Deep cut. And then, of course, the backpack. We t- covered that in um, season two, episode one episode. Yep. That the backpack missile never went off in the original series it went off earlier in the season got it again beautiful and then r.i.p yeah the real tragedy so this episode is called the tragedy i think yeah is uh we lost the razor crest yeah the razor crest man it's that's a huge loss giant i was i was shocked like uh i heard one person say i loved it like a falcon and yeah. I think that about sums it up. It's like, no, we all really love that ship. And now it's like, but also me as the toy nerd is you're like, that's cool. All right. We'll have a Razor Crest toy out and whatever else they end up doing with this. Well, and, but, and I think it was maybe chapter when we talked about chapter 10, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had joked that the Razor Crest had kind of become a character on the show. Yeah, and, and you know, here we are. We're you know we're entering chapter fourteen, right? You know that we're talking about now. We've got fifteen and sixteen left in season one. We lost Quill, and and so you know it was one of those moments where when it happened, I was like, okay, like how could I not realize that you know we're we're in we're in for it now, right? We're in yeah. the the dark part of what's going on, and and so, but I I was. I would have never in a million years expected that they would blow Mm-mm. it up and it, it no. wouldn't be at, at the finale or the season finale. Right. To yeah, do exactly. it now. I, it reminded me as a kid, when I first saw the enterprise, uh, I don't know if you remember the crash that the enterprise had in one of the movies yeah. where the disc came off. I was like, this is like that. Where you're just like, I never, I thought this thing was going to always survive. It was going to get beat up, but constantly fixed, but now it's gone. Uh, we don't have the Razor Crest, and now there's an Imperial ship ahead of them. I'm trying to yeah. think of what you know. I don't know what kind of ship it was. It was did not look familiar to me. Yeah, it's not. Um, I think I think that it's been referred to as it's a light cruiser. So it, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, it was referred to as a light cruiser. And and I don't have the exacts on it. Um, yeah, but I've never it, seen a light cruiser look like that before to be able to say, "Hey, this is where it came from." But I also don't think it's a super deep cut like that. Uh, they do show a shot with Moff Gideon, and I like this little Easter egg. Standing behind Moff Gideon is an actor that Robert Rodriguez has put in every single movie he's ever done. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. And I couldn't find his name because he never gets a speaking line. He's an extra <laughs> in everything he's ever done, and that's where he is. Uh, awesome. So that showed up, and you're like, that's great. He was able to put his signature and his stamp on Star Wars. Beautiful. I like the idea that these star directors get a chance to touch Star Wars in just the TV series amount of things so they can put their thing in. Beautiful touch. It's, Way uh, to do yeah. it. No, that's it's super cool. And I mean, you know, we'll, we'll probably at the wrap up, we'll talk a bit about this. But the, mm-hmm. the idea that Robert Rodriguez got an episode here to me is is one of those really cool things to have kind of his flair for action yeah. mixed into this episode. Right. For uh, sure. I thought, that, I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. And it opens the doors for many other kinds of directors of that caliber to come through, which I was like, oh, that's going to be fun. Um, all right. 
then they actually name the dark troopers by name. Yep. So we get that's hey, dark troopers completely. Yeah. yeah, we got dark troopers. Turns out they're robots. Yep. So and I'm curious we had if they about that. Use... I think right. We were we talked about we don't know if there's actually people in the suits or if they're yeah. robots or if they're just clones that aren't activated. Yep. It's pretty confirmed if you look at the design of it now that like there's like parts of like the ribs that are just exposed and open. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And then like the arm like also like doesn't necessarily attach the full way an arm would if you were having a body. Yeah. Well, and then the noises that so then so the, the dark troopers are attack are are mm-hmm. uh, what did they engaged that's what uh, mm-hmm. and so they engage um I, I think we had we had bantered around that they're a little bit iron man-esque and they make mm-hmm. a very iron man-esque entrance they are into, very iron man for sure uh, into the world and um and so i think what we we were playing around with was what phase of the dark trooper project would we would we see and so yeah. we definitely we definitely would would lean way towards droid or robot but just a quick uh, aside, you know, Grievous was was a robot with very minimal human innards. So there's still the possibility they, they and may bring sensitive. in that darker part. Yeah. Yes. And I'm willing to bet well, they Grievous, throw in some Grievous kind was of... Not for, Grievous was not Force-sensitive, by the way. Well, then how was he able to turn on a lightsaber? So he was trained to do that. Um, mm. But it was more it was more the, like, speed... Um, it was more of the the speed and prediction. So oh, because okay. because he was sort of cyborg augmented. But yeah, mm-hmm. they. Oh, someone will some or dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> I I I will just uh, uh, assert. I I know for sure because that's that is a point that people have made because mm-hmm. Grievous wasn't as much of a killing force as he he could have been if he had been force sensitive. Mm, okay. So, anyway, good to know. So the dark troopers took Grogu. He's up on the ship, and now we're with the wreckage of the Razor Crest. Now that all the danger has left, they're looking at what was left. And, of course, they find the ball that Grogu yes. has loved the entire series and the Beskin staff because Beskin is so much stronger than everything else. He does pick up another random piece that I was trying to figure out what it was, and I couldn't. Yeah, I think it was um, – it looked like something that would have been um, – would have been like – part of a, a something that opened and closed like it was mm-hmm. like you could kind of tell i'm trying to I, i'm struggling for the the words right. i thought maybe be. it was like part of a window or something i was like trying to figure out because you know they like throwing in these kinds of little easter eggs yeah i didn't then, recognize what it was to you know but it, other than yeah. it's it's a ship part right and then boba confirms that it's his armor yes and shows his family tree and then he mentions the mandalorian civil war which i've never heard of yeah that yes that's the thing i mean when i looked up more on it other people had heard of it it was in uh it was in some comics but they never really told the story of the mandalorian civil war and it took place before the prequels yep yeah so his father fought in them there's been many i guess is is the short is the short answer to that i guess sure yeah they're all a bunch of different creeds and tribes and it is interesting that boba fett mentioned that he was not a part of a creed but also mentioned that now he has an alliance and allegiance to Mando to help him get back the baby because part of him getting that armor was not that Mando loses everything. So for a man with no alliances, he built one. Yeah, well, and I thought that was really quite a turn, right? Because when he is, you know, like 
basically saying like, I've not taken the creed and I have, I have no allegiance to anyone. Right. Yeah. Um, then you're like, okay, that, you know, that fits a bit more with the bounty hunter um, mm -hmm. that we would expect. And um, I think, I think there's, there's, well, Bobo shows his hand first, right? The, I think mm -hmm. he calls it a chain code, which is, you know, like we're getting little bits and pieces of like armor, uh, you know, uh, minutia kind of related to it, but it's, it's like, you know, the equivalent of him writing his name in his textbook in his dad's textbook. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we know it's, we know that whatever was shown to Din, Din recognized from the writing mm -hmm. that Django Fett was a foundling. Um, so I think yeah. that was, I think that was a bit of importance there. And then to, for, for Boba to basically say, we didn't hold up our end of the deal. I, I did not expect that given what. Yeah. We, Cause it shows a respect to a creed. Yes. So like you said, you know, it's a, an excellent time for us to bring that up where it's, a, uh -huh. you know, that juxtaposition, I think is, is a quite interesting bit. We had talked about, you know, there's a likelihood that they're going to do some sort of getting the band back together to save, uh, you know, yeah. to save whoever from whatever. Uh, I didn't, I never expected that Din, Boba and Fennec, who we thought was dead, um, yeah. would be the core of that group that they're going to get together. Mm -hmm. Nor, yeah, but getting the band back together for sure. I mean, they teased it pretty heavy. Yeah, no, nor did I think we would get another Bill Burr appearance. So yeah, well, we end we're jumping ahead episode. of one thing, and that's Cara oh Dune. yes, yes, yes. Boba yes. Fett drops him off with Cara Dune, who is now a marshal. So she did yep. go legit, but he all he had to say was, "Hey, they got my baby," and then he, she's like, "We don't have to stay legit." But yeah, yeah. But he was there to look for Bill Burr. So the idea that Bill Burr is coming back is huge i honestly thought that wasn't going to happen that felt like a yeah, very one-off episode yeah and and so and i i think his uh i think his name is Migs mayfield um and you know we get kind of a rundown and and mando mando knows why he's in in prison yeah exactly um, and, <laughs> yeah like that like i almost wanted because they said what he did in the other episode and, and i wanted mando to be like uh yeah about that <laughs> or, you know just like yeah, yeah, but he's cool outside of that. Like, so, so he's now in prison, but it also means he's being kept safe somewhere. And then we go to a room where Grogu is force choking some stormtroopers, which I thought the force choke was only for Sith. So, so using the force choke would be heading down the dark path. I think. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, has he dabbled in the dark? Yeah. Well, I mean, Ahsoka, Ahsoka saw something that raised enough concerns that she didn't want yeah, to train. Exactly. Him, so. Yeah. She's like, no, he might go, he might go dark if we train him. And like, now he's choking people and throwing them around the room in a very adorable manner. Still yeah. very adorable the way he does it. It was very Keystone Cops. Uh, I mm -hmm. really did appreciate that. You're like, oh, are they playing with the baby? You're like, no, they're being choked out by the baby. Yeah. They need a safe word for the baby. Um, <laughs> And then Moff Gideon shows up with the Darksaber. And like a teenager with a handgun, he just sort of brandishes it in front of the baby. Yeah. It's like, hey, you, uh, did you know you should be afraid of me? Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> is very uh, weird, I, I, I have to say. Like, a bit out of place. Uh, yeah, I, it was not very Jedi of him. Well, he's not a Jedi, but, but it wasn't even like like scary spooky antagonist it was more just like creepy older brother like yeah it definitely was it was 
<laughs> but it was like, all right, this is how we're going to use the dark saber to make sure we get a little appearance of it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but it was it was a great episode. I mean, like, okay. Uh, anything else you want to throw in? So uh, I thought it was interesting that so so we we didn't we didn't talk about this bit, but so Boba is Boba's back in his ship to avoid uh-huh. it being next on the on on the bombardment list um, from the light cruiser and and so he basically can't see the light cruiser and he's chasing uh. the dark troopers and then as he goes through that clouds he realizes that it's an imperial ship right so you know we don't we don't know exactly what you know or we're not able to come up with exact name for it but Boba knows it's a it's an imperial ship and he sort of does yeah. this whole sort of exclaiming like they're back you know the empire's yeah. back and i found that a bit interesting given that he just beat the hell out of a bunch of stormtroopers yeah. with his gas yeah that's stick. the biggest error so far i would say in the whole thing is that well, you just fought stormtroopers that's pretty much showing their back but so then, so my impression of the, so my explanation, I'm not saying it's right. And this is obviously me apologizing for, for what looks like a gaffe. Mm-hmm. Um, we were seeing in essence on Navarro with the client who originally hired Bob or um, hired Din. Um, we were seeing kind of the idea that maybe stormtroopers are sort of mercenaries now. And so my only explanation is Boba's like, well, these are mercenary, you know, it's, it's mercenary of some sort. And then uh-huh. Boba's not Boba's not hip to what's going on with Moff Gideon, um, and so you know I th- I think that is Boba's realization that they're back. But I think that at least you know our fair uh-huh. our fair Mandalorian Din knows that they're back. Maybe yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was no thing that made him say yeah that, like, and it was it's just like, like, hey, like are you sure? Page. <laughs> yeah, are you slapped sure? her like like a teenager, like right in the shoulder, <laughs> like hey. Just this is your time to learn, not your time to question. And the only other thing is, I was gonna, I was gonna, I, I was gonna joke about the uh, Tython looking an awful lot like uh, the Caravan of Courage and uh, Battle for Endor yeah. sets in the Ewoks uh, movies, but we don't have to dwell on those. Yeah. I find I was that like so very funny. Like, Tython <laughs> looks like a place I could drive to. Yeah, well, it, it actually looks very uh, Sierra Nevada mountains, uh-huh. California, I, I believe. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but that's what I mean. So, it's a TV show. Yeah. They're giving us a lot. Yeah, no, I'm not going like, to complain that it looks too familiar. Not at all. Um, how many? I would give this episode. I know mean, we just gave the last episode ten out of ten, but I'm giving this this episode as well ten out of yeah. ten. Shackled babies. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ten. Uh, I would give it. Um, I would give it ten out of ten. Seeing stones with runes, I can't read. You know, we joke about our show being longer than the episodes. Um, yeah. At times, and and you know, I'm quite positive that we'll we will outstrip uh, outstrip this episode as well. Yeah, this was like, like a 35 minute episode. Is it is actually a little under that. Um, it's like 30, maybe 32 or 33, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you didn't. F- you didn't feel it right and so you you get an idea of of when you get a creator away from the television format where it has to be you know 46 minutes to uh-huh. afford commercials or whatever and so that they can kind of vary between 
the Jedi chapter 13, which I think was 46 or 47 minutes. And then this, we can follow up and, you know, I didn't feel cheated in any way, shape or form about what level of entertainment I got. Um, oh, not so, at all. It was all, it was so energetic. It was probably yeah. the fastest paced episode we've had yet. Like and I, like I thought we were going to get a filler episode and we got an incredible kickoff to, I believe the end of the season, I believe all of this and the next two are all going to tie into each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get a three story arc, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um, you know, I, I think there's, I think there's the potential that we may in trying to f- track down Migs, um, Mayfield or our Bill, Bill Burr's character, yeah. we may get the, our, our group may visit or try to track down the armor. That's what I'm wondering. Oh, I would love to see the armor. I mean, like, there's I, there's not a character I wouldn't love to see again. So, like, yeah. I'm just curious to watch this whole thing unfold. And if it stays this good, then it's the best Star Wars we've released since Return of the Jedi. And congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. Is this the way? Um, it appears to be on the readout. Okay, good. Yeah. Just change it every time. <laughs>